0: Motown rundown. Today is Wednesday, January nineteenth. Uh, we are recording here at ten nineteen p.m. I really don't know why I always bring up what time we're recording. I don't. No one cares one, but it really doesn't have any effect on anything,
1: right? Well, can I can I say something that everyone does care about? Of course. You've been twenty four years old for ten days.
0: I have. Thank you for. I hey, I don't mind uh, talking about myself two straight episodes. I have. Not much has changed. Still feeling good. Went to the gym today. Not a big deal. Getting dialed in. I did actually just. I just got back from. Uh, we had a hockey game tonight. I was on the bench for. I had just crushed a little mini personal pizza. So I'll be up early hitting the uh, hitting the. And not an elliptical guy. I was going to go that route. Hold isn't, on. Isn't
1: mini personal? Isn't that like a du- double negative? It's so. A <sighs>
0: mini personal mini per- pizza. Yeah, it's a mini pizza. Did you get it at world. the rent, rabs? No. Um. My mom got them from Costco. We're a Get this. So for most of my life, we've been a not that I hate to just plug plug these businesses, but for the sake of conversation, we were a Costco family for most of my life. And then when I went off to college, for whatever reason, like we switched to Sam's Club and Sam's Club, when you're a college student is like relatively efficient. If you can, you know, divvy some things up between your your roommates and whatnot, like, you know, you go get toilet paper, boom, 30 rolls of toilet paper knocked out. You don't have to get them. You don't have to buy toilet paper for six months. So we were a Costco family. Then now all of a sudden, as of the other day, we are now a Costco and Sam's Club family. I don't really I mean, it just seems like kind of beating a dead horse. Right. Like what? I mean, I guess they have things that the other does not. But
1: listen, I, I will let everyone in on a little secret if they are in college and not a member of the Sam's Club or Costco family. Four words, A L D I. Four letters. I meant Aldi. Aldi is the dude. absolute hack. No, it is. Come on, come on, Rabs. I, I've, I've never been is in. There an Aldi. Aldi up there? Yeah,
0: Any? yeah, dude. It's right across from the Culvers in uh in Alchemist. Yeah, <laughs> I get off the exit all the time. I, I right there. I've never been in an Aldi. There was a guy in one of my classes at state. Some guy came in to like talk about Aldi. Is like he was. I don't. You know, people come in and talk about their business. Then they try to like recruit people and whatnot. Yeah. So I just I mean, dude, like who wants to go? What like what are they like? So what's their thing again? Like you go in there and normally like if you go to Costco, for example, or let's do Sam's Club. You go to Sam's Club, you can buy Fruit Loops, but you can also buy like Sam's Club version of Fruit Loops, but at Aldi, all they have are like the Aldi products, right? And it's like
2: fruit. No. Smell.
0: No. Like they sell yeah. fruit circles. talons no. I need
2: help on this. Go for no, it. No, it's not. It's but they're completely different things, but the same, no, they are. Well, all these like discounted what? like food stuff, and like, it's just cheaper, it is, yeah. But they, but oh, so they
0: do sell name brands. I thought yeah, everything it's was just the certain Aldi ones, name
2: it's like I, it's like a TJ Matt's of a grocery store, if that makes any sense.
0: Oh, so it's like all of, like when uh, in like Big Daddy when he dents the can, like it's all the dented cans. No,
2: it's not exactly Microsoft that, it's just. It's, it's, there's name brands, which is just a little bit cheaper because they'll, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. So I, don't I don't know, know how, how it works.
1: Right. I, I literally don't know how it works, but I went today and I bought so much stuff and I just feel so healthy because instead of
2: eating five packs of Welch's. Well, going to Aldi too. doesn't mean you like got something healthy. That's oh. a different thing.
1: Collins, oh, I got two pounds of raspberries for like
2: two dollars. I am so,
0: yeah, well about okay old be well, I, then- I was
2: so lazy. I would just go to Meyer. I don't care. I mean, whatever. So, to me, when Colin
0: says that it's like the TJ Maxx of grocery stores, I think Aldi. And you tell me you got two pounds of raspberry. I don't know the unit price normally, what the going rate is for raspberries. But you tell me you paid two dollars for two pounds of raspberries. I'm telling you that those things were dropped on the way into Kroger. No, 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 no. Some Here's guy what it scooped is. them up with his arm, it's put them not... back in the bag,
2: and drove. No, them out. no. It's
1: just the fact, like if you go to there, if you go to the poultry or the meat section, which is where I like to be, it so because-
2: fresh. It no, is. no, it
1: it, no, it is. But here's the deal. It expires in like four days. So you got to buy it and then you have to have a short term plan. You got to be ready to roll here. You got to have some sort of play for how you're making your chicken tenders or your steaks or whatever the case may be. Because it says right on the package, like sell by, you know. And it's July like it's
0: 12 hours from the date it. that you buy it.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. So sure, that's Rob. like,
0: did you guys watch the Tiger King when it came out over no. quarantine? You didn't watch it? No. I, I watched like what? episode 4 of it. Well, okay. Part Why of Why I watch part, that? Part of the deal with like when they were feeding, you know, like you know the premise of it, right? Like they got the big yes, animals. Yes, yes, yes. So it's part of the deal of like, when they were when they would yeah. feed the animals is they would get they would like hook up with companies like Walmart and all the like expired meat that Walmart couldn't sell, like the hot dogs and stuff. They'd put it in a truck and they would bring it to the to the like, that's what the animals would eat. That's what I, like, you guys
2: okay, are Okay, so, so that, that's that's You're what like, Aldi
1: eat. is. Me, me, and Collins are just like wild cats that like to
2: eat expired. I don't. Meat. I don't. Well, we, I don't yeah, I, about be be honest, I don't shop at Aldi if we're uh, like do that. Okay, I, well, way to leave I, me hanging on an island no, here. No, no, try, I do. Aldi island is thing to do. I island didn't know there was one in El. I'm a well, just island
0: boy. Did you see something came out about those guys today? That there was a. Some guy in the military who got a DUI like bought a cameo for those guys to speak on his behalf in like court to ask for them to not like discharge him from the army.
1: Dude, but where I saw, are we at? Where listen, are we at I, I saw I saw I a that fantastic tweet the other day. I saw a great tweet the other day that said, "Can we trade both Island Boys and a first round pick for Pop Smoke?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's dead, isn't he, Pop crazy. Smoke? Yeah, Pop Smoke is very dead.
0: Oh gosh! Yes, rest in peace and peace. All right, nonetheless, I don't know. I don't even know how. Whatever. That's what you get. It's the price you pay. The price of admission. Well, getting back
2: to Costco, Rebs, I we can get back to Costco. Costco and Sam's Club—they're literally the same thing. They just have different brands. Yeah. Costco, Costco. Also, the food—the food court is way better. Like the pizza, the pizza, the chicken bake, the Mm -hmm. footlong hot dog. Like everything's better there
1: where I went to in my high school, Granville high school, shout out, go dogs. There was a Costco that was about in the school. No, no, no. (laughs) No, It's not in the school, but it was literally like feet away from where you would like pull into the high school. There's another other parking lot that pulls right in the Costco. Okay. And like eventually halfway through the year, they had to shut halfway through my senior year. They had to shut down that entrance to Costco because high schoolers were speeding through it to get like churls <laughs> before they went home.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. High school. Those are the days. Um, all right. Well, we will get to off the Costco topic. We should really be getting paid to talk about companies like this. But nonetheless, we are here for Detroit sports as we are every single week. Um, on the slate today, we will catch up a bit on Red Wings. We will catch up on Pistons. Um, and then we don't have any lions today, but we do have to talk about Matthew Stafford because. Hey, well,
1: I, I have something lions. Oh, well,
0: just, just, I'm just sure real quick. We do. Okay, Levi, well, we can... listen. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: Alim McNeil and Penny Sewell made first team All-Pro for rookies. There you go. For, first team All-Rookie. Per Congrats. Pro Football Focus, I don't think it's uh, official. Oh, so
0: it's not a real award. Okay. No, <laughs> <great>. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, nice. So good for them. Um, but we will. If like I, they did a whole 97 on the ticket did this whole like live stream of a bunch of their different personalities watching the Rams game. And it's all I even I was I turned the radio on driving home from this hockey game tonight and Jeff Rieger talking to people about stat and they're, they're talking about the Rams Bucks game. Like, so it's still, you know, I, I got into an argument today and I'll, I'll 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 save my piece on Stafford for when we get to it at the end. Um, but I got into an argument today with with this group chat of, of friends that I I talk. We always talk about sports. But one of the guys was like, I don't understand why the Stafford thing was such a big deal. Like he won a playoff game. He should have won the game. The Cardinals sucked. And like, not trying to discredit Stafford, but he was like, Yeah, no shit, they want a playoff game. And I'm thinking like, dude, this is a big deal because it's been talked about all
2: day. Can we today? just talk about it now because I don't want to hint at it.
1: Well, yeah, let's let like, hey, let's let right, the yeah. show with
2: a bang. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right fuck it. fuck it we'll do it live yeah. all right we'll
0: talk about stat- you can't just like say what i know, I, you, like, I know. Talk yeah hey I know. i'll
1: i'll get to it later but this is how i feel and i'm gonna get my <laughs> okay tell okay.
0: uh, right me some fucking slack all right so yeah the conversation was had today within my friend group of like why do like why do people care so much like why are they stroking like he should have won the playoff game which you know to an extent yes but point being to build some rapport here before i get into it it, it was talked about all week. Like, once the Rams made the playoffs, that was the storyline. It was the storyline all game on Monday night with the commentators. They, they're still talking about it on Detroit Sports Radio today, like two days after the game had happened. So, for, for anyone to, to say, like, it's not that big of a deal, it clearly is. Because love them or hate them, Matthew Stafford was, like, the most important sports figure in this city for over a decade. And maybe you can throw Cabrera. You can throw bright, Cabrera. Okay. As far as like polarizing, like people didn't have opinions on Nick Lidstrom. No, he no, no, no,
2: okay. no, 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 no. You said that incorrectly, You and then you corrected yourself. Polarizing? Yes. He was in pol- – You I mean, said the- most impactful for a minute. I was going no, like, I okay, said, okay I mean, we had like three Tigers when MVP. Okay, he okay. was one of the – he's Definitely. one of the most <laughs>
0: notable Detroit Lions ever. He, to, You got to give him that. But, yes, one of the most polarizing characters in Detroit sports – while he was here and probably will go down of of all time. So it was just, it was just nice. And, and, you know, I have several angles of which I want to take this, but, but just to get my initial thoughts out before we start passing the ball around, this was the biggest game of my life. I was watching this game gripping onto my seat the entire time because I, like I, I might be a Rams fan. I've said this to you guys all year. I don't actually know if I'm a Lions fan. but I'm watching this game and I was probably more nervous than Kelly Stafford, than Matthew Stafford, the whole family. And it was just so nice to see. Granted, Arizona played an all time terrible, terrible football game, but it was very nice to see Matthew Stafford get his first playoff win, well deserved. And he did factually play really well. He had some really nice balls, the run game that sounded terrible. He threw some really nice balls. The running game was great for the Rams. The defense came to play. It was all clicking. But Matthew Stafford gets the monkey off his back. He gets his first playoff win. Now we're looking at Tampa Bay. And obviously you have to play. Now the- we're. we're. <laughs> we are. Me and the Stafford family are <laughs> looking at Tampa Bay. But the, the, the point I want to get across here, because if you guys follow me on social media, I, you know, I I took a screenshot of an ESPN tweet. I posted it everywhere. And I had the little emoji. I was thinking about all day of like, what I want to say if they win and I get to post this, I just put the little, you know, finger over the mouth, like just, you know, quiet down because the point being is I'm
1: surprised you didn't do, I'm surprised you didn't do like the frozen face with the ice on the mouth. (laughs) I didn't do that.
0: Well, this is, this is where now, like, this is my area to vent. And, and I need to say what I'm about to say. I understand people have very different opinions of Matthew Stafford and whatnot. And I, I'm talking to this group of people that would operate under the notion, whether you were an extremist or not on the spectrum of not a Matthew Stafford guy, the people that would insinuate that Matthew Stafford was like, he's not good enough to get the lions over the edge. He's as is, is, is egregious as this is holding them back from success. And there are those people out there like this, the Lions, this Lions team is not achieving at the rate they should be because Matthew Stafford is the quarterback and they will never be able to achieve with him as the quarterback. Now, if we look at this from a practical standpoint of the rebuild and then moving on from him, it had to happen. I, I I am now at that point where I have closure in my life that I can say yes, but I would just love to see the look on the faces of all those Fucking morons that sat here for years and he's not good enough. He's not elite. He's not a great quarterback. F you hey, I, hold Matthew up. Can, Stafford has his first playoff win. And he did it without you guys. I want win.
1: I want Collins to go because Rabs, I think you share the sentiment that most Stafford, obviously all Stafford fans share. But, but Collins is over here chomping at the bit because he's shaking yeah, he his head at all. Well,
2: you no, there's Ravs is such an all or nothing guy. It, it can be in the middle. It can be in the middle. Like, Rabs is like, oh, suck me, man. I mean, I told you, staff. Yeah, this oh, guy, oh, he, holy, he wears two shooting holy. sleeves. I hate him. I, like, he's good. He's a very good quarterback. He's much better than what the Detroit Lions have now. And he was a very underrated player for a lot of years. But to act like this is some absolute ginormous, moment like guess what he has a really good team better team than he probably ever had with the lions you could argue that 2014 team was just as good but you had a team where he had a home playoff game and an opportunity like he, i know what's called sofi is not really a home fan thing you kelly safford what was that i, I love kelly I Stafford, it,
0: but they don't have real fans the rams i don't think
2: yeah no because i mean the san francisco game was literally like no way game at the end of the year but i It it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like, it it can be like, hey, Stafford has some flaws. But, like, you need stuff around him to win at a high level. I truly believe that. And and I think a lot of the arguments in Detroit for a while were whether he was, like, a top 10 guy or top five guy. And it wasn't that. It was like, hey, if you get the right guys around him, you can win. No yeah. secret. I I, yeah. I and people who like would say Stafford sucks, and the reason they're not winning is Stafford are dumb people. I truly believe yes, that. They Those they are. are just trolls and idiots who never watch Lions. They're like my dad. Well, they're also like-, like they're like my dad who would just do it to get on my nerves. Like he like seriously, they're just people who like to antagonize you because you didn't watch Lions. You didn't think Stafford was good. He has his flaws. He's not elite. But yeah, if well, he's good enough to win you a playoff game. when you have, Who do you consider
0: a league? Can I ask who you consider a league? Well, can I say this I before we go any further?
2: A player who is able to, like, change the course of your franchise. He was not able to change the course of this Detroit Lions franchise.
1: Point blank. Here's what I want to say. Can I Point, say that? What, what it, is Cal- Cal- that? No, no, no. Point Collins. blank. Here's the thing, as Collins will say, like it's it's in the middle. Two things can be true. It can be in the middle. It Doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like Rabs percent. Really say. good. And you, you know, know what? A top
0: five quarterback. I, That's I, like would, your elite.
1: I would argue that it is always in the middle. Like it literally always is. The one year that the Lions had a top five defense, Matt Stafford basic should have won a division. Won you eleven games. And you got beat by some bullshit Cowboys team, and we don't have to like go through all that. But I'm just saying, he's always been at this point. And Rabs, like, when you say you were nervous and this was the biggest game of your life, I agree. I also disagree because I sat there <laughs> completely confident. By the way, I made a ton of money on Matthew Stafford rushing touchdown plus 1,200. I took it, nice. and I'm just, nice. I have people remember Vintage Motown Rundown when it was still a baby. And me and Collins were barking at each other about whether Matt Stafford is the future, whether they should cut their losses and move on from him. I was the biggest Matt Stafford guy ever, and I still am. So I was not nervous whatsoever during that entire game. I knew Stafford had it in the bag. I knew he was going to get his win. And to all the people, to Collins' point, who were just like, Oh, well, he only threw 17 passes. He played well. He played good. No, I'm I'm agreeing with you. He played great. And it goes to show that when you put a good defense around him and you give him a run support and you give him two top ten receivers like Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham, he's going to win you games. And you give him a good coach like Sean McVay. And it's just the bottom line is like – it's vindication for all of the Lions fans who sat on a hill and defended Matthew Stafford for years and years and years. And I guess that's kind of how I felt through the whole thing. I never had a doubt in my mind he was going to win that game. I knew he was going to win that game the whole time. And yeah, I was okay.
2: No, I didn't. I, I literally I, didn't. I, I didn't. Now you're just lying. So no, I'm not. not I'm literally not lying. You can ask me. I was confident. The year, he wasn't good. He wasn't. He no, had a
1: bad stretch. I, I know. But I, going into that Cardinals game, I had – I'm telling you, I would have bet my I put money in the Rams so I was,
2: confident. I thought it would play well.
1: I was so confident. I was maybe arrogant about it to the point where I was like, there, there, there's no, like, it would take a monumental fuck up for the Rams to lose this game. <laughs> so that's yeah. just how I felt. And honestly, I think he's going to go beat the Bucks too. So we can talk about that Ooh. later. But I...
0: Yeah, well, I want to come back. I want to come back to something that Colin said about how he, like, couldn't, he, he couldn't, like, turn this... Like turn the Lions. Is that what you were saying? Like, what was your he quote didn't change about?
2: the course of the Lions. That is being elite, elite. You look at Peyton Manning and what he did to the Indianapolis Colts. Basically, made him contender every year because he was a top three quarterback every year. And Collins, the Lions won zero games the year before they drafted Matthew Stafford. So zero. Peyton Manning was the first pick in the draft for the Colts. I'm just saying. I don't want to get into an argument about this, Ravs, because I think it's arguing about the wrong thing, but it, you're just you, – two things to be right. Like I said, it's in the middle. He isn't a generational quarterback. He's not. He's a really good quarterback, and, and, and he's going to put up huge numbers. I don't think he'll make the Hall of Fame. People always say that he's going to make the Hall of Fame. I think there's zero shot. Well, hey, if he Hall wins Hall. a Super Bowl, he will. But I don't if- think he will. I I, I –
0: Oh my god, dude! If he wins a Super Bowl, he's in the Hall of Fame.
2: For what? I,
0: his, I look know. at his
2: numbers, that, and he's got a Super Bowl. He's not okay. Well, I and I don't want to hear that numbers come okay, at the end I, of the I, game. I, I, I don't
0: want to hear it. You, I, I, I,
2: ju, I know you're a Stafford fanboy, but if you're being objective, Stafford is not a Hall of Famer, regardless if he wins. Dan Marino's, Super Marino's Bowl. in the I'm Hall. I'm sorry. Fame.
0: Where's his Super Bowl ring? What? Dan Marino. That's. Well,
1: didn't he go to like (laughs) four or something or he went, he went to like one. I know
2: he doesn't have the, the I know Stanford does not have the playoff resume, but I know I'm just like, that was my comment, Ravs. He's not a generational quarterback. He's a really good quarterback. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not,
0: I I, look, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think he should be in the conversation with, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers of the world and all that. I know that I get that. What I'm saying is, is for years I had to listen to people tell me that the reason why the lions can't get over the hump is because of their quarterback. And I'm just telling you, and, and, and when you guys say things like you see what happens when you put him with two top 10 receivers and you give them a great defense, I, don't don't minimize how good he is. Cooper cup. Cooper Cup would not be in the conversation of anything when it comes to elite wide receivers if it's not for Matthew State. You think oh, Jared I, Goff can feed Cooper listen, Cup the ball? Here's, here's listen,
1: I want to say, say one more yeah, thing, that I'll but, shut, I will I will shut the hell up. I want, like, 20 seconds here. No one can do it by themselves. So when I say all that, I'm I literally agree. saying – that it's 11 on 11 and it's a two-way sport where some guys literally don't play half the snaps in the game because there's a defensive side of the football. It's not like basketball, but even in a sport like basketball, you've got a guy like LeBron or Michael who still needed like a Dwayne Wade or an Anthony Davis or a Scottie Pippen to win games and the championships. So I'm just saying with Stafford, it's like you see what happens when you put him with an elite defense with guys like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Leonard Floyd, and Von Miller, as opposed to you know the Lions had a great defense one year in Detroit. Other than that, it's a bunch of you know Ziggy Ansas and DeAndre Levy's more power. I love those guys. I've got those jerseys in my closet. I'm just saying, like there's a there's levels to the shit and, saying, and on offense too. Like Cam Akers comes back, it's empowering and it helps. And if your quarterback is an A to an A plus, which I think Matt Stafford is then obviously that's going to help you win games and you're going to win your division and you're going to win a playoff game all in the span of four months when all these fucking losers. And I'm with you, Rabs in Detroit are going to act like he could never do it here. Well, the fact of the matter is he never had the same support he has right now in Detroit. He just correct. That's and that's, the only that's,
2: that's a great point, right? Because I think the thing that's the most annoying Rabs, cause you are right. There were people like that is the revisionist history from a lot of people? We were like, oh, yeah, Stafford, great. Because you saw a year without him, it's like, okay, we got exponentially worse at the position. And you have the revisionist history of people like, oh, Stafford was awesome. I loved Stafford the whole time he was here. But, like, that just wasn't how it was. It really wasn't. It was more – Ravs is right. There was more of a 50-50. But, I honestly, that 50% of the people I just can't, like, pay attention to because I think they're, like, the dumbest <laughs> who have ever watched sports if you didn't think Matthew Stafford was good as a lion. But I, I'll i watch Cook because he, I know he wants to talk more about Stafford. I, <laughs> well, like, I just think we all need to just be like, hey, let's look in the middle here. Yeah. It, like, yeah. good for Stafford in his playoff win. That's a huge accomplishment for him, for someone who's had shit on for his whole career not being able to beat any good teams. He played well in the playoff game. It's not his fault Tyler Murray took yeah. a shit on the field. That's not his fault. Well, so, that
1: also just goes to show that even though Stafford doesn't want a playoff game, he's played in three, and Kyler Murray, that was his first one. And he, yeah, he shit the bed. And and Rabs, I'm gonna let you go. Played in I four. Do- before we completely move on, I do want to talk about the fact that these these losers who are like rooting for the Rams to lose because they think it's better for the Lions because it probably is by the book, but oh, I just yeah, think,
0: like shut the fuck. No, up. I I just think there's more to it. But go ahead, I'll, I'll bookmark. Yeah, that for look, a second. I, I I will I will try to finish up my because we can look at the box. It's uh, again, I, I think it, it people can grasp how important this guy was. I just look for for a guy that gave this city all he had he played through injuries and in just on a weekly basis to hear why doesn't he get up at the podium and and call out the refs or why doesn't he defend the team more or he doesn't make anyone better it's like dude i don't know what the fuck you're watching of like who you think the lions are is an organization that matthew stafford should have come in and They should have been winning Super Bowls if he was something. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So I just hope this goes to show people, you're right, Trent. You you put him in an offense that has Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup leads the entire fucking league in every category of receiving because Matthew Stafford was his quarterback. Odell Beckham Jr. Hasn't I, caught a touchdown pass since my bar mitzvah. He gets, he gets Odell a, a, a touchdown there. So all, just all these things that have been swarming about, he doesn't make anyone better. He's not a good leader. It, well, I, I hope it's that all been just put put to bed.
2: always made receivers better in Detroit. He right. But there's did. people
0: that don't, I just got, I, I admittedly used to get caught up in the weeds with that all the time. The guy got, not by everyone, not calling out the whole fan base, but no respect and was just so, so taken for granted as a player that I am just elated. Oh, yeah, a, no, it's, guy, it's
1: vindication, Rabs. It's vindication yes, for I all the people. Up,
0: I grew I up watching this guy as my quarterback, leading my team, seeing what he did for the city, trying his best with a poverty, shitty, Terrible, no talent, no effort franchise. Okay, no ta-
2: okay, I just, I, I I'm okay. Missing. Maybe not. I no talent. To, there was you some add, Like you, Calvin, job at best. Calvin Johnson is Roy like the Williams. greatest wide receiver of all, like in the last ten years, and we're just acting like uh just your staff was there. He was just thrown around. No, I get I'm what not you're saying that. There's examples. That. No, there's examples of Matthew Stafford making receivers better. Nate Burleson, Golden Tate. He's made Cooper Cup better this year. Cooper Cup was already really good. Kenny, how about Kenny
1: Galladay, who was dog shit? This Kenny Galladay
2: yeah. was hurt this year, but Kenny Galladay, I was zero good touchdowns. on Golden as like a forty-year-old Stafford made him look like he was a like a key contributor. Good like call, that's a good call. There's plenty of guys that he made better, but to act like the Lions had a lot of talent here for a lot of years with Stafford, let's just not act like it was. There, you're, you're right, Ravs. There was a majority of his career where he didn't have a lot of help, but there was years he had help and he did sure. fail with this organization. Like, so it's in the middle. Let's just not act like okay. all the Lions' fault. I do, I agree with you. So, I, I hope Safford wins next week. I hope they beat the Bucks. but like him winning one wild card game is not vindication that he is, he was. Not all the like he takes part in some of the stuff that happened in Detroit. He's not blameless. Do you believe he's blameless, right <laughs> I think you do. I for the I I, he's I just find it... Sunday Night Football Week Seventeen Golden Tate wide open down the sideline doesn't throw the ball inside. No, I'm, not saying, down score. I'm, I'm not saying I'm just saying there's moments. There's moments.
0: I'm not saying he's perfect, but you mentioned the box
2: Division, whatever. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Let's talk about the Bucks. Can they beat the Bucks?
2: I actually think they can. I hope he does
0: because I if think he they does will, completely... dude.
1: I, I, the, the Bucks, like everything that Bucks do, is so stale to me. And Collins, you probably have a better take on this, but I just don't like this. This Rams defense is so. They're kind of banged up, too. Well, they, they are, dude. They're missing, obviously, they're missing AB. They're missing Godwin. You For, know, they're not. Fournette for that. wasn't, yeah. So, Rojo. so just, I just simply think that the, you add like the Rams' defense is very good, and I don't think it gets talked about enough because they have two to three elite pass rushers. They've got the best corner in the league. They have very good safeties with good instincts who can <laughs> pick six at any given <laughs> Eric, moment. Like
0: Eric, I just, well.
1: yeah, I just like what the Rams do on defense, and then obviously if the if if the Rams have. You know the the running ability of you know Sony Michelle or a Cam Akers. I just like what I I, I trust Everett in that spot. Even though they got to go to Tampa, Ooh, they got they got to go down to Tampa. Like what I I don't know I don't get it. I th- I like Rams outright. I think they're three point dogs right now.
2: Are they really? Yeah. Oh God. That would be like awesome Fabin. if they
0: won that game.
2: Brady is like saving it's tough to bet him like against him. But Trent made good points there. I, like on paper, I like the Rams. Set. It's just one of the like going on the road in the playoffs is tough. Stafford started to play a really good game. I think he could. I think he played, like, he made a perfect throw to OBJ on that first touchdown. A perfect throw. That's the one thing Stafford doesn't get enough credit for, I think, is he is fantastic in the red zone and touch ball situations. He throws a great touch ball. Everyone talks about, like, big arm and, like, the no-look passes. He, I love, like Inside the red zone, he's really good. I think, um, But I I hope they win. I do, because and this guess what? If they win a Super Bowl, Rabs, a lot of the stuff I said today, you can tell me to go shut up. (laughs) You can't. I you can't. But I I think this week, if he wins, then it kind of shuts the door on that whole narrative. Because Rabs, if they don't if they lose by like two touchdowns this week, I'm not gonna start this narrative, but you're gonna turn on 97-1 and Jeff Reader will be saying. No,
0: I I know. And that's what when I see you know, like I was. The reason why I said I was nervous, and I think Collins, to circle back to you asking me if I thought he was blameless, I have seen the Matthew Stafford game where it's like he throws that ball that Kyler threw, where he's like falling down in the end zone, and he throws an underarm like to like to nobody, to just air. I so I, I have seen the worst of Matthew Stafford to where it can get ugly, and you're like this, like he just doesn't have it today, and you know before you know it, he's, you know he's he's seven for, for. 15 with two interceptions and, and 50 yards pack. I've seen it. I just, I just think that with the supporting cast that he has in college, you made a very good point. He was not good down the stretch uh, by any means in, in some of those games, but the the Rams have beaten the Bucks this year. So they've, they, you know, they've, they're able to do it. And I think, you know, Tom Brady and that Bucks team, isn't like the juggernaut that like last year kind of came not out of nowhere, but it was like wow, like these guys, like these guys are so good, and they got on the same page so quickly that I, yeah, I really do. I need to, I need to stick to my guns here and believe that with Matthew Stafford and just the rest of the Rams team, like they legitimately had, like they, they were, like they were. It was scary how well they were playing again. And granted, the Cardinals were shitting all over themselves all game, but the Rams were like vicious on defense, and they were playing really good football. So, Talons, I hear you. If the Rams get absolutely stifled on offense and you're there's gonna a hear complete the joke. You're yeah. You're going to, you're game. it's, it's the, it's going to be all oh, there's, you know, there's vintage staff. Or I, I can, I can already hear it. So I would, I would at least like to think that they can, they can compete in this game. Again, they've already beaten the bucks this year, which means nothing in the playoffs on the road against the greatest quarterback of all time there. I said it. So I would just, I, I hope that the Rams can stick in this game. And if they won and you have Matthew Stafford competing for an NFC championship uh, and it would be great if it was against Aaron Rodgers, I would love oh, it. Yes. Wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be something for him to march into Lambeau and he goes, Hey, now it's like, it's kind of like when in the Avengers, I don't mean to spoil it an end game when like, uh, they who who is the Falcon that says, look up. He's like, Hey, Sam, look up. And he says, up, he on says your left, on your
1: left. Yeah. On your, yeah, left. Yeah, on, your yeah, left. on your left. Which is a Will- the is in Captain with Aaron Donald
0: and Von Miller and Cooper cup. And he's like, Hey, Aaron, he's like, now, now I got what I need. Let's go to war. That would be something. I don't know if the Rams,
1: you're going to make me fucking cry. right? I know, dude, how you're right, great you're right.
0: a picture I'm yeah. painting. Holy shit. But all right. I don't really have much else to say, Trent, you were like alluding to something that you wanted to, get back to. So let's, I
1: will make this quick because this is the Motown rundown and we do have some lovable. Right. It's,
0: not the, it's not the LA, uh, LA minute or express. I don't know. Yeah. LA this express. not
1: the LA, We do yeah. have our red wings and, yes. and our lovable pistons to talk about. I do want to say this and I will make this quick and you guys can chime in as you please to all the people who are like, I'm rooting against the Rams because it is better for our Detroit lions. Spare me. Can you just – can you save it? And I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why. Number one, it doesn't matter where you draft. It really doesn't. And this goes hand in hand, interlocking fingers with the reason why I was like, dude, who cares if they if they lose or win week 18 at the Packers, against the Packers, whatever. You want to win that game. It's a culture win. I understand if you lose, you have the first pick. Who do you want? What do you want with the first pick? I would,
0: yeah, I would like, just Oh, assume, we need Aiden Hutchinson.
1: Spare I would, me. I would
2: just assume. If wash this my year hands, had a number one pick where it was worth it, then it would be a different conversation.
1: Oh, no, Collins, I'm agreeing with you. What I'm saying is there isn't that. So the fact that people are upset that the Lions, A, won that game, and B, are rooting for Matthew Stafford. Dude, if there is any franchise that should know that the draft <laughs> – position yeah. doesn't matter it should be yeah. you charles rogers joey harrington <laughs> garrett davis lakin tomlinson
2: like,
1: it, it, eric ebron it's it's not like dude it doesn't matter so so the lions are going to have two the lions are going to have two first round picks okay they're going to have second and 31st who gives a shit it could be second and 30 30th oh cool Give me, give me that 30th pick instead of that 31st. That's all I'm saying. It's just settle down. Can we, can we root for Matthew Stafford without getting like absolutely shit on? For for wanting worse for my franchise because that's just not yeah. how it is. Dude. it's, it's kind
0: of like it's kind of like when you're at the school dance and you see the nerd sitting by himself and like the captain of the cheerleading team asks him to dance. Like just enjoy it and watch it. Don't yeah, get it, bitter. It, it, don't get bitter because you don't get to dance with the captain of the cheerleading it, it, team. Let let little uh, let uh, Stephen Glansberg over there have his moment and just enjoy it
1: it's the ryan collins memorial it's like we can be in the middle here i can root for matthew stafford and still want a good draft pick like it it's what i've been doing all year all year long i've been rooting for the rams if they lose win-win scenario it, it quote unquote helps the lions exactly so i i'm not gonna root against matthew stafford so don't chastise me don't patronize me for rooting for our franchise quarterback for a for a decade and a half. I, that, that's it. That's all I've got. Cause the, cause I, again, and I want to say this one more time, if there's any franchise that should know that draft position does not mean as much as making the right pick it's ours and that's it. I, that's all I've got on the lions.
0: All right. Well, we can move on from that again. We can get back to the Motown stuff, but you know, I, I, I'm just letting you guys know right now. I understand that people come here, and you know, there's probably people that listen to this show that are on the same side as myself, and and some aren't. If if the Rams, who if the Rams win this game on Sunday, we'll be right back here talking about it because that's just what we do. What we have to do. He's a part of us forever, Matthew Stafford. So thank you for your service. Um, all right, let's move on. We have Red Wings and Pistons to cover before we get to the trifecta and we wrap things up here. I guess I'll do Red Wings real quick. I don't have a ton. I'm trying to think of when we last talked about this team. I know they had just came off their West coast road trip where they laid an egg um, and they came home and lost to the jets three, nothing at home. Um, They looked awful in that game. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like, like Winnipeg, I think Winnipeg's a little bit banged up. They are offensively have been one of the better teams, like in recent memory, as far as just the litany of talent they have up there. So they, they, they really did look very, very poor in that game. And I think that's kind of, it's one of those things with the wings. If you, if you notice like advanced stats wise, like usually when, like when they come home and it's funny, some, uh, someone I work with, shout out to Mark. I work with Mark. He always makes the comment of like, when the wings come back home after a road trip, you know, their wives are, are nagging them like, it's your turn to watch the kids, blah, blah, blah. They're always going to lay an egg right at home. So a little insider tip there for you, but he always makes that comment, which I think is funny, but to, to his credit, it's been true. Like when they come back from the road, they're usually not good that first game at home, and they haven't been good on the road all year long. So they lay an egg out in Winnipeg, obviously facing a great goaltender and Connor Hellebuck. So um, you know that's that, and then they come back to play uh, the Sabers at home on Saturday. They win that one four nothing, Nedeljkovic in net, which was which was awesome. Um, just a great game, like outpaced outpaced Buffalo. Um, I thought that, that that wire to wire, they were in control of that game. To me, it was like a no brainer coming, coming to the arena that night. It was like, this team's winning this game. Like they're just not, like, they're, they've been that good at home. It's a Saturday night. It was absolutely packed at LCA. You just kind of had that feeling. So um, awesome game to get that win at home. Then we played a little catch 22 here. You go back on the road to play Buffalo again on Monday. It's a one o'clock game or 12 or one o'clock game on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, you're playing in Buffalo in front of a crowd that, that I've seen more people at high school hockey games. There was a huge snowstorm in Buffalo um, and that, that they're not playing very good hockey as of late either. So no surprise there. But um, really quickly off the jump, you're like, oh, my God, like what what is the deal with this team on the road? They just don't have it again. Thomas Grice goes into COVID protocol. So I'm not sure if they were planning on playing Grice against Buffalo in that second game, or if they were going to stick with Ned, but Ned gets the nod and just like, they just look so slow and sluggish And to Buffalo's credit. They were all over the wings on the four check, the wings for their lives. Like they would come down and transition and just turn the puck over, not connecting on passes in the offensive zone, no flow whatsoever to the game. We're really struggling to get the puck to the net, let alone create any type of scoring chances or get on second chance pucks. And then all of a sudden you get one goal. It's two to one. I believe it was Nemesnikov. If I'm not mistaken, I think Nemesnikov scores the goal to get you to two, one shorthanded. And the wings are never a team that scores shorthanded. so Nemesnikov tucks one, it makes it two to one, then Dylan Larkin comes in flying off the bench. He makes it two to two. And that's, I believe when I texted in the group chat, I don't want to hear another word about Dylan Larkin all year long. He's been great. He's an all-star. He's a point per game player. He's got a great plus-minus rating. He's one of the most responsible, complete two-way centers in the league. He comes flying off the bench, gets you a big-time goal. It's 2-2. You go to overtime. The Wings control the puck for the entire overtime period. And who else but Dylan Larkin, your captain, pulls a great puck off the wall, great read to get to that puck, takes it in himself into the slot and buries, and the Wings go home with a 3-2 win in overtime. So just just an awesome win to get from the standpoint of – I said this last week. When the Red Wings do not score the first goal, especially in games when they're on the road, they are miserable. Like it it just, there is, there is no hope to their game. Like you just don't, you just don't see it. They just don't have it. And, you know, they don't get the first goal against Buffalo. So I'm sitting there watching the first period, halfway through period two. And I'm like, I just don't really get what the problem is with this team. So have that resolve to come back. And Buffalo is a great team to do that too. Like, you know, they're, they they will not overpower you with their skill by any means. And, you know, they're, they're struggling to kind of find their identity and they have been for many years now, but to get a shorthanded goal to make it two to one. And then for Dylan Larkin to grab another one there and make it two to two. And then obviously in overtime, like I said, they, I don't think Buffalo had the puck in, in the offensive zone, the entire overtime period. So, Um, A great win on the road and and you get to come right back home. So hopefully now, you know, you've had some time off. That game was on Monday. The next game the Wings will play is at home on Friday night against the Dallas Stars. Um, The Stars are another team who uh, everyone remembers them making that little cup run just a couple of years ago. They have, you know, the likes of Tyler Sagan, Jamie Benn, Joe Pavelski, um, you know, a a pretty talented roster. um, But, for whatever reason, just hasn't really been able to find their game. So, you know, and on any given night, the stars can kind of surprise you and they can put it all together and, you know, they can, they can put the puck in the net. Um, so you just kind of hope that like that, that to me, this stars game would be a huge, huge, huge win um, for, for this team. If they can, you know, take all those days off, they're back at home uh, against a, a decently solid team to get that win would be awesome. And then, unfortunately for you, you got to go to Nashville on Saturday night right after um, and try to play in that barn. So, good luck to those guys. I would be so, so, so impressed if they win that game against Nashville on the road. But, hey, the Wings are still playing good hockey. They're keeping you in it. Um, you're almost halfway through the season here, so it's been a pleasure. Um, so,
2: I, that's Chris, it for Wings. I for want me. to make one quick comment on Thinner Larkin. I think he has shut up a lot of people like myself who didn't yep, think yep. he deserved to be the captain. He – and it's not even the point production. Like, his, his stats have been way better this year than they've been in recent years. The team's just better, I think.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and, and a lot of that has to do with him. I just said from a leadership thing, he's actually – I think the first year he had the captain, he was, like, settling in, young guy. And I, and everyone kind of was like, when are we going to announce him as the captain? Because I yep. think for a while it was just a given. And they didn't give it. They, I think they went two years without a captain. I believe, right, yep. Rabs? Yep. Um, and I think it was because they didn't necessarily think he was mature enough to do it. I think he has stepped into that role very nicely. I think he's a good. I don't know if he's a centerpiece of a like a championship winning hockey team, but he's a, a good start. And I'm very interested to see. I, like, like you said, Rabs, they're a nice story right now. Raymond and Sider are young. they've been really good. They're gonna have their ups and downs or young players I, I I'm interested to see how they finish this year but again it's kind of got the Tigers feel the last two years where it's like this seems fun they're watchable I'll go buy a ticket go get a beer and watch the game but like when we're thinking playoffs it's probably like out of the question you if you're really thinking about it long term now you're just like you're like okay let's see what young guys are able to to like sustain a role and, and be productive players. And how do you get better in the off season? So I'm excited. The wins have excited me, which they haven't done in the last like five years. So, yeah, I happy. think that's a
0: good point you bring up about Larkin. And I would agree. And just, you know, just hearing him in, in press conferences and how he's handling himself. And, you know, I, I think, I think
2: he like, honestly cares like how they can top themselves as a team.
0: Yeah. He's, he, and I think he himself has conducted himself a lot more professionally and is, is, is embracing that spotlight more than innately comes uh, with being the Red Wings captain. So, you know, still, still a young guy, but, and I, I, I've been saying this for the last couple of years. And I think Collins, you know, you've obviously been critical of his role as that number one center, but you know, I've always made the case of like, he needs some support, you know, and, in and, and the wings tried to make Anthony Manta, that guy that would step in and like, take some of the heat off of Larkin and he, you Know as decent as Anthony Mantha was for this team. I'm not gonna make him out to be some like terrible player because he was good for the for the Red Wings, um, to an extent. But you know, you've you've finally found this line of Larkin Bertuzzi, and Lucas Raymond has opened things up for this for this line and for Dylan Larkin so much. And I think Dylan Larkin would tell you that himself. I mean, Lucas Raymond's skating ability, his hands, his passing ability, his vision has allowed, you know, he he takes some of the eyes off of Dylan Larkin. And Dylan Larkin's is a good enough skater and has a knife has a nice enough sense for the game where he can get himself open. And, and as we said, he, he's a he is a point per game player, which like the, the elite players in the league are, you know, your McDavid's and your dry side. like, these are guys who on any given night are going to be on the score sheet. And Tyler Bertuzzi, who, you know, I have said for for so many years, admittedly, like, you know, on a good team, Tyler Bertuzzi should be a middle six forward fuck that. He's, he has been so good just as a guy who can go dig pucks for you and, and and be kind of that sandpaper to any given line that you need. You know, you look at lines like, you know, in Washington, when they throw, when they throw a Tom Wilson up there with Ovi and like, and, and, you know, Backstrom and and Oshie, like that's what, like those guys are necessary on those lines. And the great thing about Tyler Bertuzzi is, you know, he'll be the first guy on the four check and he, he raises hell for defensemen, for opposing defensemen. But you know he's still he, he's got that element of his game where you know he can he can find guys and make passes and he's got really good hands and tight around the net and he can finish the puck so that line as a whole has been so good and it not only is Dylan Larkin and his play and just the, the the pace that he plays with not only is he elevating that whole line but his other two line mates are are so beneficial to his game so you know we we're looking at Jacob Vrana coming back really 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 soon it sounds like. And if I'm Jeff Blasio, I'm not touching that first line. They've tried to mix things up a bit. I know they were playing domesticov on that first line with Larkin and Raymond as of late and moving Bertuzzi to line two. I, I I haven't like heard any comments about why that was made. I just think that they might have done something like that to maybe get a you know a little jump to the to the other to, to line two and maybe even down into line three. But you know, I think that, that Jacob Rana comes back and he's probably playing on that line with you know, Robbie Fabry and Pew Suter and, and Jacob Vrana. Like, that's the line. And I think that that line is going to do some damage. And, you know, with that, you're probably moving as Adina or Domestikov is settling into playing on, on line three. And, like, like, to me, you now have three lines that can legitimately score uh and, and score at will. And, and that's what it's been about for the Wings for years now as secondary scoring. Where is it coming from? Well, you know, you started to see flashes of it from Domestikov. You know, every now and then Rasmussen or Zadina will pour one in. Pew Suter has been better in spots as of late. Robbie Fabry obviously is starting to contribute a bit more, and he's kind of been the guy that you lean on come line two. Um, but I, I think the team is, with, with Frana back in the lineup, is, is you know, really going to take another step offensively. Defensively, you know, you're still looking at the Kaiser and Mark Stahl as two guys that are just kind of chewing up minutes for the sake of being back there. Nick Letty's been a bit of a dis- this year, just based on what his uh, what his ceiling is, but you know, I, I think the goaltending's been been great. Thomas Grice has taken a little bit of a step back, but which what, is fine because you've essentially given Ned the entire net. Um, so with that, I will end on saying I did want to mention that today the Red Wings did claim Gemel Smith off of waivers, the brother of Giovanni Smith. So I don't know who they play. I mean, you have the Taxi Squad back in play now, so you know I would like to think that they can play Gemel Smith on that fourth line with his brother. Um, and which was going to be awesome to see, but yes. Jemel Smith is, is kind of a, kind of a lifer in the AHL. He's bounced around some teams, Dallas, Tampa Bay. Um, and, and just, I think has been playing, you know, with some, been playing behind guys that are, you know, better than him skill wise. So it's been a really hard roster to crack, but I think that you can insert him into that for into the fourth line on this team. And he can, you know, he's shown you that he can produce uh point wise in the AHL. Um, I don't think he he doesn't have the size that Giovanni does. And he doesn't really have that, you know, he's not a, he doesn't play with that jam that, that Giovanni Smith does, but I, I think that would be cool to have them on the same line and just let them go out and buzz around and, you know, no harm, no foul, 28 years old. So um, another guy that's relatively young. That's, that's been around the league. So, um, you know, I, I, Hey, it's, it's, it's been fun hockey to watch as far as playoffs go. We talk about it every week. I don't see them, you know, making the playoffs this year just because of who's in front of them. And I think that, you know, you got teams like Boston who's been there, done that. They have leadership that's been there, done that. And I think when, it, when the dust settles, they'll be able to be right back in that spot for the wild card because I do not see them taking a, a top three spot um, in this division. But um, I do not think this is a team that's overachieving. I think what you're seeing is what you're getting. And I think they're only going to be better next year if Simon Edmondson is ready, which I think he will be. He's going to be a treat to watch next year. And, you know, who knows what else they got up their sleeve over there at, uh, at LCA. But it's been fun to watch, and it will continue to be a good time for the rest of the season, I hope. Um, but with that, we will stay at Little Caesars Arena. We will talk Pistons. Last time we talked, I wouldn't call it big news because how big can news be about Bull Bull being traded? But um, that was the trade to the Pistons. Snip, snap, snip, snap. The trade does not go through because Bull Bull did not clear his uh, conditioning or medicals or whatever. And now Ball Ball has been retraded. He has been retraded to, I believe, the Boston Celtics now. So, Ball Bull, thank you for your service. Rest in peace, in peace. He's alive, but not with the Pistons anymore. So, um, that happened. I don't know if we have thoughts about that or if anyone gives a shit. Probably a little awkward for Rodney
2: Magruder to be walking back in the room like, oh, hey, guys. like you try to get Dude, rid It's funny. So it they've, ever since he's come back, They've I think they've played two games. And he's played like a lot of minutes for Rodney McGruder. Yeah, he like had He had a team power.
1: high. He had a team high nineteen last night against the Warriors.
2: Yeah, it was very well. They were, that game's also over halfway through Stand the second up. quarter.
1: No, yeah, well, so. yeah I, Collins. I don't know what you have on the Pistons as far as the Bulls, I'm Watching Bulls, them right goes, now. Well, it, it, me too. As far as the bull bull trade goes, I mean, who cares? None of us were like doing, none of us were doing backflips last week when it happened. It was just kind of like, all right, you know, you got a young guy, roll the dice. Yeah, clearly he's not healthy, so it didn't work out. But Pistons have played three games since we last spoke. As you said, Ravs, they got quote unquote boat raced by the Chicago Bulls the last time we talked. And since then, they went out and beat the Raptors. And when I say beat, I mean they whooped the Raptors. That's the
2: best first quarter they've played all year.
1: I would agree, Collins. 24 points from Fred Van Fleet, 23 points from Pascal Siakam, 16 points from OG Ananobi, and the Pistons are still able to overcome it and win that game by 16 points. So that, to me, is something impressive. Hamadou Diallo has just continued to be great. Cade Cunningham has continued to be great. After that Raptors game, you look ahead, you get the Suns. And I guess the big point of emphasis here was that Cade Cunningham was ejected in the third quarter. He was well on his way. He was well on his way to a new career high. He finished with 21 points in just 25 minutes. He was probably going to end with 30 plus and set his career high as I think it's 29 right now. But Hey, also in that game, I mean, Corey Joseph played well, who I would like to see have less minutes, nothing else to really report there. And then you look at, the most recent game the Pistons have played aside from tonight against the Kings as they are currently in somewhat of a dogfight, approaching halftime as we record
2: is that you watching this game Trent? Yes. I think Terrence Davis might have like 40. <laughs> we can't oh, that, guard him. He's a to, bench player on the
1: Kings here. You're going to have to talk about this Kings first half in a second year Collins. Cause I want your, I want your take, but from the Warriors game, as we already mentioned, Rodney Magruder was your leading scorer there. Nothing to report. I will say Isaiah Stewart proved, if anything, I mean, this is one of his better games this the season, 14 points, 11 rebounds. I know people are going to laugh at that, but he only played 28 minutes. I just think he needs way more playing time. And I, it, it, it's Trey Lyles who's taking his minutes. I talk about it every fucking week we come on here. Well, he
2: gets in fall trouble a lot. TV. Yeah,
1: No, I understand that. But dude, just let him play through it. Cause at some point it's like, dude, you're playing the warriors. I don't care. You're down. What was the, it was 22 to 33 at the end of the first quarter. So I just don't, well, it
0: was over halfway through. The
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean the Pistons scored 16 points in the second quarter. It's just like, it's over. let Stewart. Stuart. Stuart to me is such a like confidence guy. He reminds me of Marcus Bingham on, on Michigan state. Like just, just play him. Who cares? Let him fall out in a game where you're going to lose by 30 anyways. I don't really care. I mean, he finished with a double double. He played great, and and you know, I I already harped on this last week, but a couple weeks ago, dude, in that game against the Magic, where the Pistons actually won, and a big reason they won was that Trey Lyles went off, but Isaiah Stewart didn't play the last 18 minutes of that game. Like he didn't play. He didn't get in the fourth quarter and half the third. And I just think that's so stupid. For a guy who is literally a top four party or rebuild, and 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 by the way, top four is kind of a big deal considering the fact the other guys we're talking about are Killian Hayes, Cade Cunningham, and Sadiq Bay. So I just, ah, uh, my only gripe with the team, and it's the same every week, so I only won't harp gripe. on it. It's just my no, my my only big <laughs> gripe okay, is kidding. just that Trey Lyles plays so much, and the, the the Corey Joseph thing is nauseating too. But Trey Lyles took like. Of all three guys we're talking about here between Killian, Cade, and Isaiah Stewart, Isaiah Stewart to me is the one that needs more minutes than any of them because Cade and Killian are doing their thing when they get in. Stewart is a guy that needs, like, getting a rhythm and actually, like, play a little bit. So you're right, Collins, he'll get in foul trouble here and there, but if you just yank him, I don't see the point because he just – he's got to get in a little bit of a rhythm, feel it out a little bit, start to lock in on the defensive end. He's a good player. He just needs more play. He's playing, like, 25 minutes a game, and I think he should be getting
2: at least 10 more than that. Well, TB, I think this is a lot. I, I always do this every single thing of content I ever do. I compare it to some Michigan State sporting thing, but whatever. <laughs> this is very hey, I related. just did it too. I but just people – no, people used to get so mad about Jaron Jackson not getting, like, this playing time. He was in foul trouble like every other game. So those numbers were so in, like – Deflated from what they really were, like yeah, well, that's Jim fair. Jackson.
1: I just think that, like, given you know Michigan State had something to play for. I'm not saying the Pistons don't. I'm just saying. No, like, I'm
2: not talking he, about that let, one specific team. No, works I know. Trouble,
1: I know. I'm just saying, let them play, dude. That's all I'm saying. Let them let them fall out. Who gives a shit? They're down 16. Like, just let them fall
2: out. No, he. The thing about him, Trent. I don't. I think he's a little lost. What he is on the offensive like side of the ball. Well, that's fair. And That's I think true. I saw Casey basically come out yesterday is that we don't want him taking as many threes as he's been. And he's taken a decent amount this year. Yeah. Definitely an uptick from last year. Um, they like, well, I, I heard something. They wanted even more post touches, which I don't necessarily agree with either.
1: Well, he's just he, not an, no matter how you slice it, he's not an offensive player. You're right. That well, I do think
2: like... he, he is not, it's not like he has rock like stone hands. Like he's, he's good around the rim and he's had to touch and, coming out of college and high school, I mean, he was a premier prospect because he was good on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm not going to give like abandon that all ship. So I, I just think he's a little lot. He's really athletic. You saw it last night and it's the warriors goes with that nice Euro step. Uh, yeah. to start the game. Like Hell he's yeah. really athletic and fluid for a bigger dude. So they got to figure out the correct way to use him. And right now I just think they're kind of lost how they use him offensively at least. Oh um, well, yeah.
1: I mean, the whole team is lost and I guess I, I think you would agree I, I, with this when you get a guy like Kelly O'Linick back in the fold, I think that'll do Stewart some wonders, but I just can't yeah. help but worry because I think that's just going to deplete his minutes even more. And I, I, I don't agree with it whatsoever. Like I, I, I would be totally fine. Fu- By the way, we got to talk Collins when we finish this point about Jeremy Grant, and the trade rumors there, but yeah, I just trade. think, point I think Trey Lyles needs to not be on the team and I say that knowing he will be for the rest of the year, but I, there there is no value in playing Trey Lyles. There's just not.
2: And yeah, but who are, so are they playing, t- Trent?
1: No, dude, I, here's the thing. Play small. Let Sadiq play some minutes at the four. Give Stewart all uh, the
2: f- – He can't like, play four. I just well, disagree with that. Well, he I don't can. Want he Trey can Lyles. in a lineup where Andre Iguodala is playing the four for the Warriors. Yeah, but Andre Iguodala is also a great defensive player. Stipe is not.
1: No, I understand that. I guess I, I'm saying at this point, what are the Pistons playing for? What do you have I to lose? What you're saying I, I, don't, see Mark, I NBA, don't see the point. I just don't see the point in 10 guys, guys
2: every night. You I, just I have,
1: no, that's fair. I just think Stewart need Stewart. I don't know what the answer is. I don't want to act like I'm an all-knowing like basketball god. It's just, dude, he's got to be playing more than the 28 minutes a game that he's playing right now. He's better than that. Like every other young player is getting more minutes than that. He should be getting more minutes. And okay. I guess that. That's just my – especially nowadays when you don't play that many big men anymore in this league and you just let guys run out there and play small ball. He, Dude, he is the perfect small ball – I don't want to say perfect. He's a B-plus small ball center. He can't really score, to your point. But it's just like he is – he brings you more zest than Trey Lyles. I would even – I would throw Luka Garza out there
2: too. No, I wouldn't.
1: Dude, it, it for ten minutes a game. If you if you're gonna take Lyles Dude, out there, uh, Trey Lyles 80- is
2: not. I I get. You, I, he's not a long term solution. I understand. He's him and Joseph have gotten a ton of minutes this year for guys who I don't think are going to be a part of the future. I get that. Yeah. But in the NBA, it's like, especially with the Pistons who have had injuries, and I, I like Trey Lyles is not getting any of these minutes of Jeremy Grant's playing. So I I just think it's out of necessity that they're playing in front I'm not gonna get all worked up and out of shape about it because I I don't think Stewart's losing minutes to Lyles I truly don't I don't believe that
1: okay well that, that's that's probably fair because you're you you brought up a great point that like if Jeremy Grant's here and he's playing then Lyles is probably playing like eight minutes a game so yeah. I, I guess that leads us into the next thing that I think we should at least briefly talk about we've got a while until the February 10th NBA trade deadline but like
2: they got to trade him.
1: Grant they, has they to go, go, man. To. He's got to go. Because I know, Collins, you and I talked last year about how, you know, if the Pistons don't trade – I said George, they should have traded
2: him last deadline.
1: Yeah, you did. You did. And credit to you because you're exactly right, dude. If he's averaging close to 20, which he is, and, you know, a, a team like – the, the oh, by the way, okay, the Lakers have a terrible package. They can't give up anything. So I, I But I'm just saying, like, a team like the Lakers, a team with championship aspirations – or. Or the Bulls, where his uncle played, like Jeremy Grant is an asset, and you can definitely the asking price right now for the Pistons is reportedly either two first-round picks or one first-round pick and a young player, and I would take either package in a heartbeat. And it is nothing against Jeremy Grant; I love what he's done here. But next year is a contract year. No, I I do, I really do. I think like no, I think a team like Philly or you know uh, Chicago or. Charlotte or Cleveland or a team that thinks that they can compete whether they're right or wrong can can add a player like Jeremy Grant who's 20 points a game probably closer to 13 14 points a game if he's on like a good team I I absolutely think someone will give up something like that and maybe it maybe you'll be finessing someone but I definitely think you can get that just given like what what players go for nowadays I don't know that's all I'm saying I just think you have to train them that's the bottom line
2: I think Philly is the one that makes the most sense. The problem is – We don't want Ben tra- Simmons. Simmons is coming if you're trading him to Philly. Yeah, and we don't want him. I I There's different situations for Ben Simmons. If I'm the Sacramento Kings, I would take Ben Simmons in a heartbeat. I get all the negativity and stuff. He's still the best defensive player in the league when he's right. And offensively, and during the regular season, he is still – able to get to the rim whenever he wants. And he's never been in a system where he's played with like a guy in a system that like kind of fits him. And I think the personality things are a bigger red flag than anything. I do not want Ben Simmons around Cade Cunningham. That makes zero sense. And uh, anyone who says that is probably not watching pisses. Cade Cunningham is really good and he's going to be really good. And if you're trying to build your team around him, you're doing him a complete, and you're doing Ben Simmons a disservice playing those two together because it just not it doesn't make any sense unless you're like committed to like, hey, Ben Simmons is gonna be this defensive unicorn, and then on offense, we're basically gonna have him play like five as a pick and roller, and he's gonna be committed to that. Maybe I could see that, but he can't have the ball in your hands when you have Kate Cunningham out there because I want Cade with the ball because Cade is an inclusive player, he gets everyone else involved. And he knows when the right time for him to go. So I, I yeah. just – I don't know if I would I, – I I think that's like – Philly made sense, like the, and those contracts would match up. I also think Philly would want more from the Pistons, which I just don't get. They're not going to get more from the Pistons. Other than that, I just don't know of a destination, Trent. I do think they, they can get off him for like a first-rounder, like a late first-rounder. I don't think they're getting any – like, they're not going to get a lottery pick or whatever. I bet it's Jeremy Grant first-rounder, some washed-up player, and, like, maybe some young guy who just got drafted in the second round. I think that's the deal you're looking for the Pistons. And maybe the Pistons send Corey Joseph with him. Like, well, that's something well, I yeah. can see happening.
1: I just – I do want to say this, and and by the way, on the Ben Simmons front, just real quick, is even beyond X's and O's, like, I put that aside – if you trade for Ben Simmons, it just literally feels like the Blake Griffin thing all over again, which we've seen. You trade for like an, and Ben Simmons isn't old, but I'm saying you're you're trading for an aging star who is just it's glitz and glamour, and it doesn't really set your franchise forward whatsoever. And like it's even, just
2: it's it makes the Pistons immediately like interesting, like that sells tickets immediately. But if you're a long ask, term, it, yes, long term it's a bad move. And it's I,
1: horrible long term, yeah. And I just. This is the report, Collins. It's it's the Lakers, Trailblazers, Knicks, Jazz, Wizards. What have the Lakers Celtics had
2: to give up?
1: Nothing. That's why it's, it's – I of, don't one, want
2: Taylor Horton to No, either.
1: I don't either because I think the Lakers' next first round picked offers like 2027 or some shit. So throw them out. But it's Portland, the Knicks, the Jazz, the Wizards, Celtics, Pacers, Timberwolves, and Kings have all I, expressed interest in Jeremy Grant. So, dude, if you're Troy Weaver, get on the phone, and I think he is – Get on the phone, get a deal done. Because look, Jeremy Grant, God love you, haven't really missed him in his absence. The Pistons have won four games since he's been out. Like that, that's half their total for the fucking season. So just move on, get an asset or or a pick, whatever the case may be, and just let Cade officially give Cade the keys and let's ride.
2: Well, I when you look at that, I honestly I think New York is the most desirable location for jeremy grant and i i think they would be pretty stingy but if you could somehow get like a manual quickly uh a guy who i think is a good young guard who could play off Tade as a guy who he's a smaller guard and he plays a lot of point guard but he's not ri- he's kind of got like this i not comparing him to steph curry but he plays that type of like he's a spot-up shooter for a smaller guard i yeah, think he, he would, he, be a good fit he shoots on the depth and they're not going to give up top, and they're not going to give up Barrett, but I think you maybe could get a first-round pick there. I like New York. What other teams did you say?
1: The Trailblazers. That's one that I think actually could have assets. I haven't looked at all. I just think that they've got they the a – The
2: Trailblazers, I think that would be a last-ditch effort. I don't—I feel like the tra- Trailblazers should just blow it up. So I, I, I don't know because they've had an awful season this year. Dame hasn't been the same columns hurt again
1: well here's the but, other one how about the celtics i mean they don't ever they the celtics are notorious for like lowballing teams and trying to like Celt-
2: he doesn't make sense on that team i would never make that move on them
1: well i'm not putting anything past them but anyways that the bottom line is like you gotta trade grant and we've got a little less than a month to talk about this for the next two or three episodes but it's like
2: if he's on the team after this deadline it's a massive massive. I, and I don't think he will be, I don't either. He, I agree. I, I like, I do think he will be gone, but if he is on the team passes, you just give away all that because he's not, you're not going to resign him that year. I'm the P he's been good. I'm not saying Jeremy Grant's not a good player. And that's the thing. He has value. Now he's been a good player. The signing by Troy Weaver was laughed at when it happened. It hasn't been, it's been actually a pretty solid deal. When you look at some of the other numbers, people have gotten they're not re-signing him. I can not I don't understand people who are like, "Hey, let's re-sign him at 30." Yeah,
1: they're oh, not doing what? it. Like he's yep.
2: not he's not going to want to deal like that. The Pistons are not going to want to pay him. So I just I don't know.
1: No, you're exactly right, Collins, and I guess we'll monitor that. We'll we'll, we'll put a pin in it for now, but you're exactly right. The Pistons have to deal him. I think they will. You think they will. More to come.
2: They have they literally have to. Also, before we move on to Trivetta, I just want to say it. As I've been casually watching this Pistons game, Sadiq Bey hasn't missed for like a quarter. He we've talked about this last week. He's played a lot better recently. Um the piston, I the Kings are currently shot, I think 32 free throws in the first half. I yeah. didn't I didn't know that was even possible. Um Terrence Davis has like 30. I don't know if he has 30. Yes. Every time I look up, how much does he have? 17. Terrence Davis is a, not that good.
1: Yeah. I mean, the like, Pistons aren't either. So there's shout there. out Ole
2: Miss basketball for Terrence Davis, but it's uh, just shocking. He's just de- getting to the rim whenever he wants. Awful defense by the Pistons tonight. Whatever. I mean, most enjoyable. Yeah. Shout out Kelly Owennick. I do think the Pistons are going to be a lot better since he's coming back.
1: Detroit! That's all we got.
2: Yeah. All right, good update guys. These are always nice. I can They're awesome by the way. I think they're the best Detroit jerseys the last like 5 years. The red ones? I like the old Reds. No, these Reds are way The shorts of these Reds are awesome.
1: Well, dude, they they worked in the teal without making it overbearing. Like they just kind of subtly No, it's awesome. It over... Yeah, I love them. The it. lightning
2: bolt shorts are fire. Yep.
1: Agree.
0: Okay, that'll wrap it up for the week. Let's do a trifecta as always before we exit here and we will uh, move on with our lives.
1: All right, question 1. Tr- trifecta, thanks for coming. Is Ohio the worst state? You hear all like the the rumor like Sounds. the Well, okay, so here's my argument again. I don't think it's a gr- I don't think it's a good state by far. It is not a good noted state,
2: Cleveland guy. You like Cleveland. No, Cleveland. but
1: I'm Listen, I'm going to say as a sports fan, like, dude, they've got Cleveland, they've got Cincinnati, they have Columbus.
2: It's not – well, what's the argument? Are you saying, like, as a place or as a sports state? I don't know what you're saying.
1: No, no, as a, as a place. I think the worst state by far is West Virginia. I want your guys' thoughts on what, like, the what? worst state – West Virginia. Is. I
2: haven't been to all 50 states, Trap. Well, West Virginia's a wasteland.
1: Anyway, okay, I guess I'll tweak the question. Thoughts on Ohio. Like, do you think it sucks? Do you like Ohio? Come on. Well, give me, give me I think, something.
2: Ohio is like, I hate, I hate driving through Ohio. It's like the worst thing in the world. I feel like driving through Indiana is worse though. Yeah, I guess, but I have fond memories of going to Indianapolis and I, (laughs) I, I don't have attachment to going to like anywhere in Ohio, even though I've been to Columbus a couple of times. That place is cool. Um, I don't know. I don't have that. Like, I don't have a strong take about Ohio. Like, what's it called? I mean, I lived in Toledo for about like six months. It, like, and I don't think anyone from Ohio would say Toledo's their crown jewel. So I'm not going to judge it off Toledo. Right. But like, I don't know. The thing about Ohio, I mean, like, I feel like once you get more into Southern Ohio is where people like, it's a whole different area than Michigan and stuff like that. Like Toledo is basically Michigan. So I can't, I don't have any judgment. Yeah, I
1: well, I, I guess it's more just like the stereotype. Driving through it
2: sucks. I hate yeah. driving through it though. The stereotype is
0: Ohio sucks. So Rams, what are your thoughts on Ohio? I just think it's the driving through it. I think is like I've been to, I've been to Cleveland. Like Cleveland has some like decent streets and decent areas. I've never been to Cincy. Never been to Columbus. I just Columbus think that, I, cool. I think the drive through Ohio is miserable. I think that when you get into like some of the suburbs of Ohio, it's sad. And you drive through some of the, like, there are some parts of Ohio when you're done that drive, you're like, holy shit, what happened here? You know, it's like, it's like Sunnyvale trailer park. Not that there's anything wrong with living in a trailer park, but it just looks like a lot of bad. And I just think, I think the people from Ohio, like, what do you, you know what I mean? It's like, what do you, like, what do you got? You know, like Lake Erie? Like sports. Shitty Dude, lake. They're like us. Brutal lake. I mean, at least we got, we got the Great Lakes. We got the UP, like it's clean. Michigan, Ohio is just like dirty and Scummy, yeah. I just, landlocked, just dude. Nothing, yeah. Landlocked. Oh, Indiana's yeah. a little bit better.
2: The way the shit. I don't know, dude. Do, the, the thing. Indiana's, Never been to
0: West I Virginia. Driven through West Virginia. A little mountain. A little mountain action. A little bit. No, better. you
1: want to talk about Sunnyvale Trailer Park? The way the shit clings to the air. It is. Just, <laughs> I mean, West Virginia. <laughs> I feel Virginia, like if I went to
2: oh like, <laughs> I if shit I like clings, went to Ohio State, dude. I feel like I love Ohio.
0: Yeah, I think Columbus. You is know probably what I
2: mean? Cool. Like, it's just one of those like. We don't have an attachment because I—I mean, I don't think any of us have spent serious time in Ohio. But like Columbus, I—I've been to Columbus like twice. That place is seriously cool.
0: Seriously?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, that—that's cool. I yeah. seriously, bro. Yeah, that, that's cool.
0: Are you cereal?
1: Are you—are you—are you, you kidding me? Yeah. Okay. Um. Question two: One bobblehead you wish you owned. If you
2: could have one bobblehead Ooh. of any athlete or celebrity, who do you want? <laughs> Um, my favorite bobblehead side note is actually, I've, cause I used to go to a ton of Pistons games when I was really young. Um, red Chauncey Billups Jersey bobblehead is like my favorite bobblehead. Second one is Ben Wallace, all-star game bobblehead that I had, which is sick. Um, <laughs> if I could have one bobblehead, the thing about bobbleheads, I think it's like funny when you, uh like have a funny one so I'm trying to think of like a tiger that I think it would be funny to have Delman Young. Maybe like a Joel Zamaya like playing guitar hero or something. Jeremy Bonderman. Bondo would be a good one. Just like something like Nate Robinson (laughs) chewing Bidley Chew, which they probably made that bobblehead back in the day. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't have a specific one.
1: Rabs you got anything?
0: I don't know. You said Tigers Collins, and I thought like Dimitri Young, like with the dreadlocks and like the skull cap underneath the hat, like a little bigger. I love D.Y. Dimitri. No, you're thinking of Delman.
2: No, D.Y. That's what they call Dimitri.
0: Uh, But you said, oh, oh, this is D.U.Y. I no, no. D-Y. Listen
2: they
1: they called they called D Y. They called Delman Young D U I. So that's, that's, mm. the, that's yeah. The, that's yeah, the,
0: I
2: think a Delman Dimitri Young good Young would player be for cool. the
1: Tigers
0: in the playoffs. He Was
2: dude, He's I loved player. him.
1: I he was my tiger.
2: Him and Ramon. The Zang year Zang. they went to the World Series, he was like their best hitter in the playoffs. Dude, he
1: won. Didn't he win AL CS MVP or ALDS MVP? He should have. He was raking. I'm pretty sure he did. But uh, whatever. Rabs, go for it.
0: Yeah, Dimitri Young is my final answer.
1: Okay, I got Dontrell Willis finally. uh, By the way, it is is such a baseball thing. Like, bobbleheads
2: are such a baseball thing. Yeah. I there's some good hockey ones, too. That's fair. I guess all football. Like, you get the guy with the teeth out of his, like, mouth. Like, you can get a couple good ones.
0: I got some nice. I got a sweet Ben Wallace one. He's, like, really short for some reason. But he's got the afro. But he's really short and, like, fat. I don't know why, but he is. I got a. I got a Reggie Jackson. I would love in the a basement too one. somewhere.
1: Okay. Well, let's let this is my final question. This is the one I'm most excited for. Uh, which game show would you be good on? If you could pick like Ooh. one game show to be
2: good on, what would it be? Ooh. Collins, your first. Well, I've in college, I watched a game show network religiously for about two years. <laughs> so I, I thought you were going to say Collins in would college, be like I actually, in college, I actually went dude, on. bad, dude, bad. Age, first of all, first <laughs> page, you watch bad age for the first time. You're like, this is awesome. And then you're like, you watch two more episodes of baggage. You're like, okay, it's over. They, like, <laughs> yeah. acid, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, family feud, personal favorite. I love family feud. I'd watch it all day. I actually, we got to a point in family feud in our, in our apartments that we got through the reruns. It was like an embarrassing, like, like a wake up call. <laughs> I would suck at cash tab. That's way too hard and way too smart for me. Um, Jeopardy's that along that logic, too. You'd be good at you'd be good at
0: like if if there was a if there was a sports only Jeopardy, I think you'd be well, they did they they had had that certain sports
2: they had that with Dan Patrick on NBC Sports Network, and I was very good at that. But that doesn't like they don't that's not like a mainstream, yeah. I think price is right, I'm pretty solid at like that's having an eye for like retail items is something I'm pretty good at, but I, I. I've watched so much Family Feud that I, I think it would be Family Feud.
1: Okay. My my family was on Family Feud. Not my family. My cousin. Know, t- yeah. Shout out the Hotel first. Shout him. Shout him out. I will say I think I would be above average at Wheel of Fortune, but that's about it. I, I refuse
2: to watch Wheel of Fortune. I good.
1: hate Wheel of Fortune. Well, I, I'm not a Pat Sage guy, but no, Rav, me
2: either. He sucks. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's he's just <laughs> he's a he's a vanilla Alex Trebek. Rabs, you oh, think you can sucks. Be- what 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 game show are you going on,
0: right? Dude, I think I think family feud and just just because I have like the energy. Well, I, I think I would co- like charisma wise, I could compete. But I just think i have got such charisma a charisma have to do with family
2: Well you would
1: you'd play the you you would lean
0: into the Steve Hart. You gotta have a no, you gotta be I'd be fun to person. watch. I'd be, yeah but I, I think that one of the things I'm really good at is having a gauge on like public opinion like you ask me that's yes. like like some of those some of those questions roll up. I'm like I know exactly like what, what people are thinking Dude, there's so I think so I'd, many I'd be really good
2: people at that play family Feud. I think
0: I'd be good at that I actually so my cousins I uh, so my my uncle David it's his my my uncle David my aunt lady, my two cousins Sydney and Lindsay Shout out guys. Um, But they apparently applied to be on Family Feud and I was their fifth guy. They've like, I, my uncle David called me one day. He's like, dude, He's like, I'm submitting an application. He's like, I gotta throw a fifth team down. He's like, we've been talking about the entire family, like who we can bring on. You're the guy. I'm like, bring it. And then nothing ever came to fruition. But I just think, like that's a that's a Family Feud's the perfect show of like, if you're good at trivia, you're probably somewhat good at Family Feud. But it's not all the way trivia, you know. So it's It's like kind of like it's
1: it's a read the room type of game show. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah,
2: I think Family Feud, Deal or No Deal, I. That's not dealer oh, oh, like there's no skill involved in dealer no deal. You yeah, pick a yeah, case there is. and it's, if you oh. watch enough episodes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I would love case. Collins like, on that. Collins how much would, money do you want? Collins would want I mean I show I, I Dealer No Deal is one of those shows you like can't forgive yourself for the rest of your life, like on a decision you made. <laughs> like, I can't believe I took the seven case. Collins, do you well, I, remember I like, like believe it.
0: do you remember like old Nickelodeon when they had like the game shows like Temple Yucks. of Doom and stuff? Dude, Temple of Doom was amazing. But Collins, you would remember more of those game shows than I would. If you can, you rattle some off of like like Double Dare. Yeah, Double Dare, Temple uh, of Doom, the
2: Hidden Temple. But I, that was like before our time.
0: A little bit, like we were. Yeah, they were like airing before we were around. Gods
2: kind of bled into uh, like our prime Nickelodeon like type of phase, but. What, what about Wipeout? Double and like Hidden Temple were a little bit before us. You guys think um, you'd
0: be good at Wipeout?
2: I don't think that's a – that's no, not a dude. game show. Wipeout that's sucks.
0: Like, or like American like, Ninja. Yeah. Or that, remember that show, Hole in the Wall, when you had to just yeah. make shapes with your body? I to was like, can't miss TV. Dude, what you guys about?
2: watch Game Show Network?
0: No, I used I, to. I, I, I watch before. Baggage, GSN.
2: Yeah. Trent, have you – what's it called? Ever seen the show called America Says? No. It's basically all family feud. Like, okay. it, it's except I'm it's in. not with I'm a in. family and it's a little bit easier. Me and my roommates in my like sophomore, junior year, college apartment actually thought we could win that game. Like, I actually think I could go on America Says, like with like our crew, and we could like make money because that show was a joke.
1: Okay. I'll, I'll check it out. Uh, before we wrap up, I do have to say quick, quick funny story about my family going on family feud, my cousins. My cousin, Mark, he's a diehard Pistons fan. He put his name for the name tag as Mark Isaiah after Isaiah Thomas. And they actually, they believed him, They printed that. So on his name tag, it Wait, said. Wait, you
0: guys played Family Feud?
1: My cousins did. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, I yeah. missed that when you were saying that. Earlier.
1: It said, it said Mark Isaiah on his name tag. And it was just what I, I it's beyond me how that happened, but whatever. That's it. That concludes yeah. this right fact that thanks for coming.
0: That was good. That was good, Trent. All right. I don't have anything else. It's getting late over here. Uh, That is going to be it for today's episode. I do like Let's Make a Deal, too. I love Wayne Brady. With Wayne Brady? Yeah, he's good. I love Wayne Brady. He's good. All right, we're done. We're done here. Uh, That's it for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Hey, submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Twitter at Motown underscore rundown or on Facebook at the Facebook or the Motown rundown Facebook page. Excuse me. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple podcasts, subscribe, follow us, give us five stars, say something nice. If you want, we'd appreciate it. New episodes every single week. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Go Rams.